0: This episode of the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey is brought to you by energy healer Gene Borders personal powerful transformation program. Know you're leaving money on the table but can't figure out how to bring it in? Need to double your productivity and profitability? Need an extra push to get things moving in the right direction? Visit www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com slash transformation now and apply for a business consultation with Jean. Welcome to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Prepare to feel a sense of relief and empowerment as we get rid of the baggage you've been carrying that's held up your business success up until now. Be sure to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, get comfortable, and prepare to take off. Hello, everyone. This is
1: your host, Gene Border, with the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey podcast. I have a special guest with me here today. Like most of my episodes, I have such special guests. This is Sandy Warren. She is a coach, Um a superpower coach, actually. <laughs> she deals with super people. Um, wellnesswithattitude.com is her website, but there will be links below, so don't worry about writing all that down. Just look below and you'll find everything you need.
2: Hi, Sandy. How are you? Well, hello, Jean, and thank you very much for inviting me to join you today.
1: I'm so happy that you're here with me. Could you t- introduce yourself to our listeners, just a little
2: bit about who you are, what you do, how you got here? Absolutely. Um, my clients call me Cope Sandy, and I like to keep things very easy and personal in my my style. The business is called wellness with attitude. And a funny aside is the reason that attitude is in here is not what you might expect. I do believe in a positive attitude and a positive mindset. And I try and share that both in my life and with my clients. But it's also because my mother told me if I didn't adjust my attitude as a teenager, I was going to get in a bunch of trouble. Uh oh, <laughs> and you did anyway, right? I I did get in some, but I do I have tried to switch that around to have a positive impact, and and that's where the the um the attitude comes from for the business. So I specialize in women, particularly mid season women who've already been through some of their journey and the ups and downs of life, and maybe want to make some adjustments going forward so that they bring less chaos and more joy into their lives. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. I think you talk about personal power a bit. I love the word power, and I do think that as women, sometimes we have given away some of our power, and my goal is to help guide women back to that power and I like to think of it as that we all have a goddess within us. And you know, you can call your goddess Joe. I call her my goddess. Um and she's been put on the back show. And that's what I mean by giving up her power. She is typically someone who is very um nurturing and and of service to others often comes not as a priority to self-care. And we try and dust her off, polish her up, and send her back out into the world more empowered for the next season of her life. And how do you
1: start that? That sounds so easy to say, but it doesn't seem like it would be so
2: quick and easy to do. Uh, It's usually not. Or (laughs) is it easy? And it does require a certain amount of, I think, beginning, I would say the, the word would be curiosity. So we need to be curious about some of the things we say, some of the things we do, how we prioritize our time, um, what balance we have or don't have uh, in our lives. and And so when we get curious, We can kind of investigate that more completely. And then without the curiosity, I liken it to throwing spaghetti at the wall and you don't know what's going to stick or not stick. And even though there's certainly some of that that's going to go on, we can be a little bit more focused if we get curious with ourselves and honest with ourselves first. And therein lies
1: the road honest with ourselves.
2: That's an interesting concept, isn't it? It is indeed. Because I think we do, although I love stories and I think stories can be very endearing and we can learn from stories. I think when we tell ourselves the same story repetitively, then it, it undermines us. And so our our curiosity has to also lead us to that honesty that then allows us to rewrite that story.
1: And how would we might, how might we go about beginning that process?
2: Well, one of the tools that I use is from the course of for coaches called positive intelligence. And it helps us to recognize that we all have characteristics that at some time probably served us very, very well. And I'll give you an example for myself. I was a single parent for about 20 years. My kids were four and eight when I went through a divorce. And one of the things that I needed to do because I was head of a household and somehow those children still ate and grew and so we needed money. And so I became what is called in positive intelligence, one of the characteristics. I became a controller. so I controlled what you know we ate. I controlled you know how many hours I was out of the house. I controlled what the kids' activities were. So it was very important for me to create the structure in our home that helped the kids to feel stable, and so I was a controller. Now, you take that later in life, and you go into a management position or a training position, or you're trying to work with other people, Mm -hmm. not the best leadership tactic. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) So learning to respect others and their their skills and their gifts, um my controller had to be kind of um, toned down a bit. And the other part that I on was is I was a, a, a high achiever, super achiever, and personality, which when you're in a hundred percent commission sales is Probably pretty important. You have to be a self-starter. And, um, would I say that my life was perfectly imbalanced during those years? I think we can safely say it was not perfectly imbalanced. Um, I was either out working or I was with the kids running the house. And that was, that was basically where I was That's where my energy was. And, and so being a high achiever was, it was important. And I'm not saying that I've given up being a high achiever, but I am going to say that as an entrepreneur, I am a recovering one. And so that has helped me to find the balance that I both want to have in my life and I want to help other women have. For example, I watch my daughter and, you know, she is a mother of two and she is um, um, a copyright, uh, a writer, an editor. And has deadline and she's learned to manage those deadlines better than I did at her age. So me being able to help her to see the importance of, of the full circle helps, um, helps me to feel like I'm kind of giving back after, after some of my young, um, less balanced years. Oh. So.
1: I'm just going to throw this out there because I don't know a lot about your positive intelligence world. Sure. So maybe you could tell me about superpowers and saboteurs.
2: Well, the saboteurs, we may not have named them, but we all know that we have at least one, and that's the one that we all have for sure. And he or she is called the judge. And that's the voice that we hear in our head that says, really, what makes you think so? And who really cares? And who's going to listen? And you know you're an imposter. You haven't always been, you know, on target. Just as I said, I was out of balance. And so that's the void that holds us back and gets in our way. So we all have at least that void. And then there are other saboteurs that come into play. So being a high achiever is also a saboteur when it's overused or abused. And so that saboteur keeps me out of balance. It says, do more. Make sure you get it right. Um Stand out in the crowd. You need to be noticed. And the balance to that is not always visible, is usually not visible, when a saboteur is in charge. So that voice is pretty loud. Um, that imposter syndrome would be a part of, of a saboteur. So then what do we do with that? Again, we get curious and we look at it and we say, Oh, yeah, that's me. And, um, I, I use an assessment that, that's through this organization and it's, and scientifically based. And it will give you a list of your saboteurs and the percentage that you have of that saboteur. And. Some of my clients will look at it and say, this is just not right. This is just wrong. This isn't really me. Most of them say, okay, I can see this. But, but some of them will will not see it initially. Why? Because our saboteur is in charge. And our saboteur is saying, no, you know, being a higher fever 110% great. And you need to keep that. And you need to be a controller. Otherwise, other people are going to push you around. And so that's the kind of voice that we hear in our head. And so learning to say, I hear you. You can go in the corner now. I'm not going to listen to this. I'm going to use empathy. And I'm going to be kind to myself. And I'm going to recognize that, that people really do want to hear an authentic voice and they really do want to be um, praised or encouraged and they're not going to see me as false for doing that. So that's kind of how we, when we recognize that that saboteur is in our ear, in our head, in our subconscious, in our habits, and our beliefs, we can recognize that saboteur and send it to the corner and weaken it. So there are skills, just like when we go to a gym. Now, I'm the first one to tell you that I teach yoga. I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of walking. And I don't like weights. They just, I, I went to a weight trainer who was a bodybuilder. And she was in her 50s. And, you know, she's got an amazing body. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can just really lift weights. And all of a sudden, I'm going to find that other body inside me. But, you know, the consistency to do that just wasn't really there. But the consistency to work on my mindset, like it's a muscle because it is scientifically what we repeat in our head becomes more a part of us. And so the positive intelligence treats our mindset like we're working on our muscle. So I would be working on my empathy muscle or my, my compassion muscle. That kind of thing. So it's, I liken it to the physical side because we're used to picturing that. Um, just as we're, I'm not going to go out and, and do a 10K without having done my core to build up to that.
1: That gives you an idea. Yeah. So when you work with someone, because you mentioned that you have an assessment, is that how
2: you start? I'd like to start with a conversation first because I think the assessment as a standalone tool is a great tool. But I really think that making sure that the individual that I speak with, that we have a communication so that I can first determine if um, they're really feeling that this is a time for them to... To grow, to be curious, and and if in fact we decide that yes, I want to, I want to grow. Yes, I'm not happy with where I am. I'm feeling a lot of chaos in my life, or I'm overwhelmed, or I'm in that mid-season of life when my kids have gone off, or I've just gone through a divorce. Determining if this is the right time for them, um, and allowing them to decide if they want to take the next step is usually where I go. Before the exact, the right time is
1: a key phrase for me. I I set up my business with the understanding that the right client would find me at the right time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and my whole business—that's my business model right there. When when people are ready, they find
2: me exactly. And I think it's it's often um an excuse that we can say, oh, I don't have the time. And sometimes that really needs to be walked in, I would say, because there there are, there are. that's, again, the saboteurs talk to us, you, you don't really have the time, you don't really have the money, you, you know, that kind of thing. But when we're curious and honest, we can say, um, if I have enough money to go and get my hair cut or colored or a manicure or, or, or go to ma- a massage, none of those things, though I, I love all of those things, but none of those things help our mindset. They don't help to take really the chaos out of our life. They don't help to rediscover that got it. So you can, you can walk in the I don't have time scenario the same way. Uh, What am I doing? Where can I find, you know, 15 minutes a day to meditate or, or to take and listen to a podcast or to take that walk, um, to, to do the work. So once I determine that with a client, just as you said, then the timing is right for both of us, you know, because as a coach, you well know that we're investing in them and, 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 We're asking them to trust us. So it has to be a mutual agreement. The
1: saboteurs that you address, are they all internal?
2: Yes, I would say they're all internal. But do they um, appear in our world? I think that that would also be a yes. Because we have friends. We have family, we have coworkers, we have kids, we have sisters. You know, I mean, they can appear in different ways, though it's not really them. It's still how we react with those external circumstances. So it's really still our personal internal laboratory, even though. One of the saboteurs is about blame, and one of the saboteurs is about being a victim. And so we might feel a victim, or another saboteur is an avoider. And so, you know, there are people in our lives that um, we can feel that we're a victim or that present things in our lives that push us into being an avoider we avoid certain situations so the question is a very key sharp question because it can look like it's outside of us but it really ultimately comes down to being within us
1: some of the things you mentioned i'm very big on personal power okay i take back your personal power to heal to grow to lead to live your life some of the things you mentioned were I'll go with one blame if you're blaming someone else for your circumstances you've given away all of your power you're saying that person or that situation has total control over me it's i have nothing to do with it at some point there there could be recognition that Well, I allowed myself to get in that situation, even though I was iffy about being there in the first place, or I allowed myself to stay in a situation that I knew was escalating because I didn't want people to think that I couldn't handle it. But And then it becomes somebody else's fault for creating an issue that had you taken on your personal power. Perhaps you would have been removed from the situation or would have made another choice. So blaming and becoming a victim. Now, sometimes you just are a victim. If you're mugged in the street and you've done the best you can to protect yourself, you are flat out a victim of that circumstance. I'm, I'm not in any way, shape or form taking any of the trauma away from that. That was outside your control, but so many things. We just go along or get along or float along or let things happen to us without saying, wait a minute, becoming aware to use your term curiosity, what could I do differently to change
2: my my current circumstance? Right? I think you're exactly right and and even to the point of you know, we want to be like we don't want to have people dislike us. And that, at, at many times, is giving away our personal power. I, I, I remember clearly when my daughter was a teenager, one of her friends said to her, well, if you really liked me, you would do X, Y, and Z. And I held my breath as I waited for my daughter's response. And she said, I believe that if you really thought of me as your friend, you would not ask me to be that. I think, you know, I just got the shivers myself. I mean, because that's when, you know, as a parent, you know, you probably walk the right route. Mm-hmm. And and but I think oftentimes we we women have given away that power. And we don't realize it as relinquishing power because we want to make the other person happy and we want to be liked. And there's nothing wrong with making the other person happy as long as you don't have to give up something that's your core belief in order to do so. And, you know, I think not asking someone else to compromise themselves is a form of empathy. It's a it's a form of love. And 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 giving people space so you have the ability to set a boundary and to say no, which is the other thing I'm pretty passionate about. And I would put money on the fact that you are too <laughs> so it is that personal power and that is what dusts off the goddess. Every single time We acknowledge our belief, we acknowledge our core value, and we stand up for them. Then we're dusting off the goddess, We're taking a step forward into being more empowered, more authentic. And both the empowerment and being authentic also requires us to be vulnerable. And that's scary and that is exactly scary yes and that that takes a little time takes a little time to say these are my values these are my core values where I'm not willing to relinquish Um, I am standing for X, Y, or Z I'm going to stand in that authenticity and I may not be liked for it and I may in fact and I have Lost friends who, um, just, I guess I would say they just didn't want to play nice. You know, they didn't want to, to be real and authentic, whether it's gossip or whether it's undermining or it's jealousy. And those are things that are negative and, and impact us negatively. And it's time to step away. But isn't that being
1: selfish? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the listeners might not get that. Sorry, I was that was a leading question. <laughs> <Five minutes.
2: laughs> and, but, you know, selfish is self-care. And, and ha- having ways to take care of ourselves empowers us to take care of others. If we weaken ourselves, then we weaken our ability for the gifts that we can give to others. And, but we don't think of being selfish that way. If you're, if you're running on empty and you're so exhausted and you're living in chaos and you're always juggling to get to the next moment, then you just don't have the energy, the positive mindset to give to someone else. So it it is essential. That's one of the things, you know, mid-season women are often caregivers. You know, maybe not for those kids that are going out the door and off to college and getting married and doing all those wonderful things that they should do. Sometimes it's taking care of a family member and it's very easy to get stuck into forgetting to take care of yourself. in fact, statistically, the caregiver often Winds up deceased before the person that they were taking care of, and oh, that's okay. something that most caregivers are are not facing, and we're not, you know, and and they're not not educated in it either. I mean, you know, the 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 organizations um that take, come in are they're there for the the mom or the dad or the sister or whatever it might be, and so their job is not so much to take care of the caretaker, but that. Curetaker really need to be supported.
1: I've not heard that before. That's
2: very believable, but I've not heard that before. Yes. Yeah. Statistically, it's a, it's a nasty little statistic. And I, I was a caregiver for my mom, and I did have to be very careful. Um, and, um, take, take an, an aware thing on myself because, you know, you can feel the tension, you can feel the exhaustion. And, and you certainly don't want to let, you know, anybody down. You want to show up, but in order to show up, you have to be. Told.
1: Yeah. I, I took care of my dad. He was, he was aware and mobile, you know, almost up to the end, but the last week I just got to the point where I just couldn't anymore. And I finally had to let my brother know that I needed help. Absolutely. But before that, it was just, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, the one thing happens when you, the light bulb goes off and it says enough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and because of our nature, um, we think we can handle more than we can actually handle. And I know I had to call my sister because my mother had been living with us for a time and I said, I need, I need time off. And it was during COVID and, and she didn't want to fly. And I said, I, I get it, but you need to figure out a way because I need, I need your help. And you need to be here. Ultimately, that was the other side of the coin. Sometimes the people who want to avoid really need to step in because ultimately that is going to keep them whole that is going to be a really important uh, ingredient for them to know that they did not avoid and that they had the compassion for themselves as well. I mean, you know, that, you know, relationships don't come all sugar-coated like we thought when we were 16, and there is no knight in shining armor. And, you know, so we have to fortify ourselves, and we have to know the people that we can turn to and depend on um, to be in an honest, vulnerable, authentic relationship with us. Whether it's a, I mean, it can be a best friend. Some of us have best friends that are probably um, equally as important to us as a family member, and some maybe more. So it 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 just is is finding the source of energy, the people with the positive mindset, the people with the empathy. And, and we, we need to be that people. And, and if we're not doing self care, we're not going to be that people for them either.
1: Okay. We've spent a lot of time talking about the negatives. Let's turn and talk about the superpowers. What can you tell me there? Let's give our listeners some hope, some joy. You
2: see Wonder Woman, that flashy there. That's the one useful. <laughs> That is the one. It's funny because I just did a a talk recently called The uh, Power of Voice. And as I was preparing for that, thinking about our, our superpowers in, in positive intelligence, we call it our stage force. It's, it's the, it's that strength that we build from that, that using those muscles, practicing and using those Those muscles. And as I was preparing, I, I thought to myself, you know, I knew that when I went through this positive intelligence course that Wonder Woman came to my mind just immediately. And I thought, why would Wonder Woman come to my mind? And well, because when I was a young woman, a young mother, particularly, um, there were not too many women role models. So there was Wonder Woman, you know, straight out of the comic book. Man, she was cool, you know, and she always did good stuff. And, and she did help other people and speak she stood up for those less strong and more vulnerable than she was. And so I I would say, I'm literally, I remember standing in my mirror in the mornings and, you know, just knowing that some days were gonna be way tougher than others. And I would polish up my belt and I'd say, Okay, sister, we have a lot to do today. So we we are gonna be strong, we are gonna be powerful. Let's go, Wonder Woman. You're you're my you're my you're my deal. You're inside me today, you're my energy. And and it, it's taking on that persona and giving yourself that energy, that picture in your mind, and then you do. You go out and and you do what needs to be done, and you do it, you know, with kindness or authentic uh, energy or love or whatever it is. Um, but you bring those forces of good <laughs> to to the world, and and it's uh, it's exciting, you know. It's a, it's a you know a vibration. It's a whole other energy. So I think the Wonder Woman for me is, is what it is. Um, it doesn't, and it doesn't, I mean, it can be something that you, a woman, um, creates for herself. It can be uh, an imaginary. You can, you can, you know, for, and that's the other reason I call it a goddess because I never thought of myself as a goddess. I I don't know. She's beautiful. and She's got a waistline, which I've lost. and You know, that kind of thing. I mean, so I didn't see myself as a goddess. And the more I said it, and then certain people would say, well, I don't really know that you should say goddess," because I think that maybe people aren't going to really relate. late. And, and so I thought about it, and I thought, no, that's what resonates with me. That's where my authenticity is. That's where my energy comes from. And so that's why I toss it out. And that's... That's our sage power, that's our our superpower, you now our Jedi force, if you will. Are you into Star Wars? I'm not. I don't know. I don't know a lot about a lot about Star Wars, but i I certainly can conjure up in my mind the jedi force, you know so so that's about how much I know. um, you know, and who is it, Princess Leia? She was she was like a pretty cool, cool woman, so very strong very strong so people might relate they love Star Wars they might say you know Princess Leia that's mine that's my superpower
1: so our list some of our listeners are actually either in business or just starting that direction how did how easy was it for you to move from mother of two to the
2: businesswoman you are now Patience, <laughs> um, which I would I would have said I don't have a ton of, but I do have work ethic, and I think that I was um, a sales director with Mary Kay Cosmetics. So when I went into that um, selling cosmetics, I didn't realize that I was selling dreams and giving women a, a way to have their own money and and freedom um, in. You know, that was more than a few years ago. It was a time when a woman couldn't even get a bank loan to order the product that that we wanted to have in Mary Kay. You had to get a code signature. And so once I helped women to get that first loan and get that first product or spend that money that was earmarked for the family, it started to empower them. And the more I saw that the business was empowering them, the more it empowered me. And so I went on to become a senior Cadillac driver, which did feed the kids and did pay the bill. So that was good. And then, and I stayed with that for a number of years. But it brought me to believe that, that when you work and when you put in the time and when you keep the belief going, there are going to be hurdles and there's going to be doubt, but it has to come from within that you have a passion. And there will be, and I'll tell you honestly, both, both when I went into to staying with Mary Kay, as I went through the divorce, and I did not go back into the medical field, which is where I was trained, um, my mother and father pointed out that I was not being a responsible adult, that I needed to go back to work, and I needed to have benefits, and I, I really shouldn't expect to to be able to pay the bills and take care of my children. So there's two ways to look at that. Number one, I'm going to take the safe route and I'm going to go back and do that. And then I will have my parents' support and also friends. There were friends that also thought I should go back and take the safe route. Or you just have to win them yourself and know that you're going to get people who are naysayers and people who are not going to support you and And maybe step away from you, maybe because you threaten them, maybe because you're making the choice differently than they would have made. And you kind of have to be willing to, to say, okay, I get it. I can love you anyway, but I, I'm going to move on because I need to have people around me that are going to be, um, have a positive support for me. They don't even have to believe that I'm doing the right thing. They just have to be, you know, positive in their, in their, Communication, and I think that that's an important ingredient for people going into business, and and it can happen whether when it's going to happen when you're new. I mean, the first three years of any business, and I've started with several, are are really probably going to test your metal and and make you get down and dirty about your plan and who your best client is and that kind of thing. But it can appear later also when the economy shifts or. You know, something is very popular. I mean, look at Blockbuster. We all went out and got the, the movies, you know, every Saturday night. And now, I mean, to to bring Blockbuster into our environment, it's not going to be a successful business model. So do we have to be flexible? Do we have to watch what's happening in the world? Do we have to be able to adjust? And that can happen if you've been in business successfully for 10 years. Okay. The only what is it? The only thing that is is consistent is change, and I think that's true. Change is going to happen to us, and we have to be flexible enough to to adapt and and to find a way to stay real to our goal, but understand that we may need to adjust our plans and our um. Focuses on and, and maybe who our best client is or what what our products are or whatever it may be, our services. I just heard about um back when COVID had
1: had a very big hold on everyone. Right. A restaurant that actually their business took off because they offered this new thing called curbside service delivery, and with every order you got a roll of toilet paper. I love it with all the the scarcity mindset that went on. Oh, we're going to run out of toilet paper. The world's going to come to an end. They it was a business so they could commercial businesses could still get the bulk toilet paper. So with every order. him a roll of toilet paper, so you wouldn't run out. So their business grew. I thought that was just hilarious. Some, you, such a unique
2: thing to do absolutely it is about being creative it's about doing something that you know your your neighbor isn't doing and i I heard the same kind of story about two restaurants on the opposite side of the street one put up a you know a drive through and and you know made it easy to get the food and the other one sat there saying you know in the fear mindset oh my we're gonna start well yeah you probably will if you're not willing to be flexible and adjust and and give the consumer um the service that they need or the product that they need. I I think that um we have to be be creative and energetic and have a positive mindset and get out and do the next thing, even if we're afraid. And we probably will be. You know, just because we have fear doesn't mean we have to become um immobilized. We have to move through the fear and and go and ask for help and get the resources that we need. That's what, that's what anybody who is going to be an entrepreneur or a solopreneur um, has to have that willingness to risk.
1: I think they also have to have the ability to evaluate what they're doing to see whether it's serving them. Maybe they need to totally eliminate part of a process, or maybe they just need to tweak it slightly. Okay. I'm very big on this whole 1% change. If yeah. you keep your eye, I I just spent a week on a ship, okay? <laughs> so the way you steer a ship is not directly on. It's going to, you know, go with the currents, move with the flow. The waves are going to move you around, but you keep your eye on where you want to be. And you just do these little course corrections as you go. The same is true in business. This works a little bit, but maybe not as quickly as I'd like. So maybe if I just tweak this part, it'll put me back on course, back on the timeline I'd prefer, right? Mm -hmm. And you just do these little one, I call them 1% course changes. And you notice the progress. And the progress creates within within us a feeling of satisfaction of relief that it's working and excitement that I can see that it's working so many emotions come up when you can evaluate from a logical point of view and then feel
2: how the change makes you feel to that very point we don't celebrate our successes enough and it doesn't have to be a thousand dollar contract or a a big you know i just got five new clients or it is as simple as hearing somebody which their their mindset their their celebration their acknowledgement of something that they did well or making a step that they were afraid to make or, or being having that service that you offer, you know, really, really impact somebody. And, and we need to remind ourselves that it's not about just being onto the net. What charges our battery is being celebrating those successes and having maybe somebody to celebrate it with in conversation, somebody to jump up and down you know, or maybe it's just, you know, saying to yourself, I haven't had um, an ice cream cone in forever, and I'm just going to go get myself an ice cream cone and remind myself that I helped somebody today, and 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 it had a positive impact, and I'm really excited about that. So celebration, I think, is also key. I
1: totally agree. We're just getting over football season, so I'm going to use the whole football visual every time you go 10 yards you get a reward you get to start over like you never dropped the ball you know four times or whatever it was and every time you get the ball between these funny little posts you get a whole lot of points and the crowd goes crazy what have you done you moved a ball up and down a field not (laughs) that's really it but look at all the 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 celebration that happened for each little step along
2: that specific length of time journey. That's a great analogy, and I think that um, you know, I I encourage some of my my clients that we don't we don't remember to do things because I'm also a yoga instructor. So so when my my students are are anxious, and I will, I encourage them to use their breath to get them refocused or to calm them down. And I do the exact same thing when I, when I coach my clients, you know, we usually begin with a breathing technique and, and settling down so that we are more receptive and less defensive. And, but in our daily life, you know, whether we set our Fitbit to every hour to remind us to stand up and move around and take a breath, or, you know, I'm (laughs) I think I probably have more yoga students brushing their teeth on one foot so that they remember to practice their balance because that's their trigger. Brushing their teeth is their trigger. And pouring, making a cup of tea in the afternoon is their trigger to breathe. So we don't remember to do things for our own self-care unless we've set some kind of marker, some kind of trigger. So whether you put it down in your calendar or whether you tell your watch to remind you or... You know, the dog, you have a dog, the dog needs to go out every three hours. And so you, you are, are encouraged to move. And then when you're moving and walking and then you remember to breathe. So we need to have these little, um, triggers to keep us on track and keep us positive. I, that triggered a memory for me when I was learning
1: muscle testing. Yes. Oh my goodness. I set these little reminders. I was in a a building with elevators, right? Every time I got in the elevator, I had to spend the time practicing. And if I was at home watching TV, which didn't happen a lot because I was in Italy and the, the TV was not reliable, we'll say. The, the connectivity was not reliable. You'd get near the end of a show and it would cut off. And so you wouldn't know what happened at the end. So after enough of that, you say enough. But if I was watching TV, anytime a commercial came on, I had to practice during the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, now I do it without thinking. But in the beginning, it was it required conscious thought and conscious concentration mm-hmm. to to get myself into the habit
2: of utilizing these new skills. And I think that's exactly right. And when you're if you're new in business and you haven't developed those consistent habits, you have to have some kind of trigger to 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 set you in motion. So whether it's you know um, creating a looking at your month and writing down the ten yards that you, you move the ball forward, that new service that you provided or that new client that you you provided for. Those 10-yard markers seen in the course of a month are very positive. The quarterly planning is huge. Um, Setting your bigger dreams once a year. And, you know, what happens sometimes, you've been in business for five years, seven years, and you think you've got it. And then you realize, I haven't really done a good year-long plan. I don't really have my quarterly targets marked out i need to sit down and redo that it's what got me to this point and now uh, as mary kay would say you can never rest on your laurels you need to get up and and do it again um her her motto was get up and join the 5 30 club five o'clock club and um i can honestly say that the five o'clock club was not in my in my to-do list and uh, i am also not of a great consistent Journaling person, and so um, oh, there's a lot to be said for that. I've probably gotten four or five or six different journal books, thinking the book is going to make the difference. The book does not make the difference, you two. <laughs> but I am good at waking up in the morning and and focusing on what I want to accomplish during the day. I may ask my angels for help. I may feel a moment of inspiration. Um, so we all have to find our tool. That gets us into our day to support us in in a, a a positive mindset manner, an energetic manner that inspires us, that lifts us. Whatever the word is, whatever the picture is, I know Mel Robbins is 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 great for saying, you know, thumbs up, you got this. So if it's as simple as that, um, I have. You know, some of my, my clients, I, since I work with women, I, I love to, you know, because we women are notorious for looking in the morning and mirror in the morning and not saying nice things to ourselves. and And so I, I have my my clients look in the mirror and say, damn, you're gorgeous. Wow, you're like amazing. And it's the same thing as polishing up that Wonder Woman belt. So the word we use for our style to lift us up are words that we will probably turn around and use to help others. And I think that that's great. But business can, you know, whether you're in for the first year, the first three years or 13 years in, you know, sometimes you can take things for granted or you just miss your stride or you forget some of the things that really got you there.
1: I just have to throw this out on journals. I have so many journals. I like blank journals too, so I can create my own. Um, but I'll sort of rotate through them because some of them are really great, but I'll get bored with it. And so I'll switch to another one and then I'll eventually get bored with that and I'll switch to another one and eventually I'll come back to one of the others. So I don't, they're all useful. Absolutely. But it comes back to timing for me and what my priorities are because different variety. Yeah. Different journal authors have bring with them a different focus. And I find that I have a low threshold of boredom. (laughs) And so I'll get to a point where I want to look at things differently. So I shift. I mean, they're all still about what do I need to accomplish? What are the goals? But but they're presented slightly differently for each one. They're on different paper. It has a different feel. The book feels different in my hand. I might use a different color ink or multiple color inks, you know, but the point is to get you engaged and to keep you aware of where you are and where you're going, focused on how you need to get there and what strategic action you need to take to move you along in your journey. Because it's not about finally getting there because then you say, now what? It's, it's getting there where the growth happens and the experiences are.
2: Absolutely true. And that's the, one of the other, and I, and I thank you for, um, you know, as, as independent as we are and as strong as we are, it's always nice to have somebody else say, Oh, I'm like that too. I get bored too. And I like variety too. And, you know, the, the thought of, you know, when you put your head on the pillow, you know, thinking about the five things and the three things that were really of value to you that day. Um, I think is another great tool. But there are some nights when I look at the pillow and I'm asleep. So I might not do that. And, and, you know, we just have to use the tool that works for us. And I think that, that finding it, some people are very, very, very uh, strategic and very dedicated in their routine. And, and that, that's wonderful. And that keeps them authentic with how they operate. But we're not all the same and we need to find out what works for us. And, um, I'll give you a quote if I may that, it helps me sometimes when I I might just go a little awry. It says, focus on what you are chasing. Never forget your why. Connect to your future. Be patient with the when. And dedicate your life to grow and serve. And that helps me um when I'm feeling like I might be off my mark a little bit or my energy is then depleted or whatever it might be that might be just derailing me a little or a lot. That helps me, especially when um, I am not the most patient person in the world. I It's, a, it's something I consistently work on being more patient And when so when it and be patient with the when. I think that addresses what you talked about earlier, when the right client is ready for us, they will find us. And it's not our time. It's the bigger picture time. I agree. One of the reasons that I, I just recently, because of listening to so many women and their concerns, I just recently, in fact, this week, started a serendipity circle. Because I want to give women a safe place to land. A safe place to find out they're not alone, a safe place to be encouraged to bring their concerns. So this month we're talking about gratitude and next month we'll talk about, um, expectation. And I don't do, you know, I open it up with 10 or 15 minutes to kind of get the, the juices rolling, but then I turn it over to them. And last night when we were talking, I was, the last time I had looked at the clock, I thought, well, you know, we don't have to be here for a whole hour. So I'm going to let them, you know, kind of wrap it up their 30, 35 minutes. And before I knew it, I needed to wrap it up because I need to honor their time. And we were at an hour because everybody started to share. And that's really what I think we women are missing that sense of community, that place to ask the question, that place to not feel alone and to feel the support of other women who are, um, maybe they're the same age, maybe they're different age. I don't think age is really the whole, um, picture. I think it, it's where we are in our journey and we can learn from those older than us and we can learn from those younger than us and we can be inspired by both as well. And through that class, I'm excited because it gives me a, um, a platform to share, whether it's sharing from positive intelligence or whether it's sharing the book um, yeah, on essentialism or on atomic habits or Jay Shetty, uh, you know, meditations, which are very different than many. So it's, it's bringing in the things that I have used to help me grow as a coach and sharing whatever fit there might be or value to the, to the women who show up.
1: So with all that, people can find you on Facebook, on Pinterest, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on your website. You're all over the place. (laughs) Once again, I get bored. (laughs) I get that.
2: I get that. I had somebody help me with the Pinterest, and I thought, oh, my, I haven't even been in there in a while. I need to drop in. (laughs) Uh, YouTube is probably my favorite. Really? Because I, I enjoy training. I was a trainer for so many years and I think YouTube gives me a venue, uh, to, to use that training. Um, and, and one of my favorites, um, is, is on expectation and it was called the Christmas with no dinner. And so as much as I thought I had grown as a parent, a mother, uh, support for my, um, adult children i was um became vividly aware that i had had an unrealistic expectation and so i learned i grew and it took tears and i think business too whether it's family large whether it's our own personal growth, whether it's business we bring we bring us our core values Our fears and our hopes and our dreams and our skills, whatever it is, we are a whole person and we bring that into our personal life. We bring that into our business life. We bring that into our relationship. So back to being curious about who we really are and who we want to be. And our habits, our values, our expectations are all part of that. And when we get more clarity on all of that, that's when we be, can become more whole and more and and live within our our authentic self. Well, on that
1: topic of clarity, self clarity, you have a an assessment through the Positive Intelligence website that our listeners can log into and take,
2: and it's log into take it's free and and it's private. They don't have to share it with me, so I don't get the result. Just because they go in through, through that portal. Okay. And then there's also, a, you've got two gifts here
1: a, a free ebook on resistance to resilience. And we'll have the link for that as well. Um, but her website is wellnesswithattitude.com. But again, the links are down below. Um, Sandy, thank you so much for this conversation. I really enjoyed myself.
2: <laughs> well, I enjoyed you, and I think we have both. We have some energy in common, and, um, I think it, it, it's how we women empower each other. We, we share, we're vulnerable, and, and, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you for inviting me to play with you today. Do you have
1: any final thoughts for our listeners?
2: Trust yourself. Your gut, your intuition. The judge lives in our logic. And so the logic is critical to business when you're making financial decisions and when you're creating your goal, but the judge also lives there and the judge lies. So ooh, we need to stay in our, in our wonder woman power and our intuition. And that is what's going to lead us through the forest. The judge
1: lies. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for laughing and giving us an arena to play. We need to play and and celebrate. So thank you for allowing both.
1: Yes, I really enjoy myself here. And thank you to the listeners. We'll see you next time. This is Jean Border, your host with the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey, where we take out your emotional baggage and heal your emotional body so you get to enjoy the success you desire and deserve. Remember to visit our website at www.focusedpracticaldreamer.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Focused Practical Dreamer's Journey.